Kids, did you love the so-and-so show? I bet you have been missing the so-and-so guys for a while now, but we wanted to make that possible for you. And then ask everybody, grown-ups and kids, when were you scared but kept going? When were you scared and kept going? So while Nina and Taneka sing, I want to see you be brave, put that in the chat bar or tell someone that you're sitting with. When were you scared and kept going?
Thank you, Nina, for being so brave. And uh, also for the Lynn uh, girls, you guys are just, you're a gift to us. And we realize how important it is for people to be brave in times like this, which is why our Bible story is super important. It really gives us an idea that, um, you know, a lot of times people just see Stephen as this preacher that preached the longest sermon in the book of Acts. But he really, when he first came on the scene, take a look at it here. It says he was full of the spirit and wisdom, full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and full of grace and power. But where he showed up first was not preaching, but was at a, a table serving widows. He was chosen as a deacon to serve people. In fact, Stephen became um, what they needed in a time of difficulty, which was an essential worker. And so let's just give a shout out to all the essential workers that are serving during this time that we could not get by without you. We need you. And so I don't know if you want to clap. I don't know if you want to give a high five and just say, essential workers, we are so grateful for your work. And Stephen shows us that this is not just, he just wasn't a rock star preacher. He was a rock star servant. And we have so much to be grateful for in times of crisis when people show up to serve. And then we can look at Stephen in um, Acts 7.51. It says he actually started to talk to these leaders um, and he had already proven himself by serving tables. Now he's about to tell them a few things and he calls them stiff-necked people. Your hearts and your ears are still uncircumcised. You resist the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm just in shock when people have that kind of um, bravery. But what the scripture says is after he gives them that kind of hard word, it says all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin, these were all the religious leaders, they looked intently at Stephen and they saw he had the face like the face of an angel. So he's calling them stiff-necked people, and then they're like, oh, he's got the face of an angel. And um, what I want to wonder about in crisis is, what does your face look like? And I have to tell you that sometimes my face is not looking like an angel. Sometimes it's looking pretty rough and not kind and not patient and not loving. Um, how about you? How's your face looking? And when you come out of this crisis, will you actually have this kind of angel-faced bravery? Will you have the kind of face that shows up in a crisis that, that actually people are like, man, you're looking like an angel to me this morning. And I, I want to come out of this crisis different than I went in. I really believe that crisis time is a time for all of us to grow up. Um, there was an article done by um, NPR that looked at the African-American church and asked them questions like, are you coming out of this, um, this crisis with more faith or less faith? And what they discovered in the uh, African-American church is that they were coming out with stronger faith, whereas um, people in other faith uh, cultures did not say they were coming out with for, with more faith. Mm, more faith, yeah. And, and I want to say, how are we coming out of this crisis? 
as we get ready to move into the next part of new normal? Are we coming out with more faith? Uh, I think of people like Coretta Scott King at times like this. Take a look at her on Ebony Magazine's cover. And it talks about the grace and strength of Coretta Scott King. And it's her picture at her husband's funeral. And that beautiful subtitle, The Nation Remembers the Grace and Strength of Coretta Scott King. I think she had angel-faced bravery. I, I've studied a bit of her life and, and how she decided she was going to wake up every morning in order to walk with her children during the time after their father was assassinated. And I, I want to say, friends, I want to come out of crisis with a better face than I have. Um, my mom always said, muscles have memory. And if you smile, they, you'll have expression lines. And if you're angry and frowning, you'll have wrinkles. And so, you know, how will we come out? Will we have the kind of face that is grace and strength? Will we have the kind of face that is angel face bravery? And lastly, I do want to just ask us, um, you know, what, what is it that uh, Stephen did in this final moment uh, in, in the Holy Spirit um, being filled to the full in him as he died? Um, in Acts 7.55, it says, at the time of his death, he was said to be full of the Holy Spirit. He actually looked up into heaven and said, look, it's the Son of Man. And while he is losing his life at the hands of other people, he prays and says, oh God, do not hold this sin against them. And I want to say to all of us, you know, how could we keep looking up so that the way that we see the world has this vision of being connected to God? How can we live in the way that Stephen taught us and come out of this, however we're going to reconnect, however God is going to bring us back together? How will we look? How will we have reflected the face of God? I think of uh, Moses um, when he came down from receiving the law and they said they had to put a veil over his face because he had so connected with God that his face was shining with God's light. And, and friends, um, I realized that this part of scripture, what we may not realize, it was at a time when the church was fighting, that they all had a different opinion. Uh, the Hellenistic Jews who reflected more of the Greek culture and the Hebraic Jews that reflected more of the, the Hebrew culture. And they were arguing about things. And I really believe that Stephen, when he started to preach to them, he was trying to give them a way to say, could you look up and let the light of God bring you out of this crisis? Could you look up? And so as Jess leads us in this um, moment of worship, I'm going to ask you to just pull out a pen and a paper and look at the way that God wants you to come out of this crisis into whatever the new normal looks like. How would God want you to come reflecting the light of God, the strength of God, the grace of God, the fullness of the Holy Spirit in whatever the new normal is going to be? So God's calling us out. We don't know what out to at the moment, 
Uh, this week, you're going to receive a survey that helps you um, tell us what you're hoping for when Crossroads comes back to church in a new way. Uh, Tuesday morning, you'll be receiving that. But I want to do this not with our own opinions, but with the light of God. I want to answer the questions uh, about how shall we come out together and be a part of a church together, not from our homes, no more from our library, um, but maybe in a parking lot, maybe in a church service inside, uh, maybe smaller services. And so we want to ask you, what is God calling you to walk out into? And let's let the Holy Spirit draw us and teach us. You call me out upon the waters, your great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the midst. In oceans deep, my faith will stand, and I will call upon your name, and keep my eyes above the waves, when oceans
Spirit, lead us where our trust is without borders. This is what we need right now, friends. We need the kind of faith that doesn't have borders but relies on God completely. Uh, We need to be led by the Spirit of God in the steps that God is calling us to. Um, Stephen gives us this fabulous picture of someone who pain could not take away his purpose. That uh, the, the desperation of a moment does not take away our destiny. And I want to say, friends, um, it doesn't take away your destiny. It does not take away the destiny of Crossroads Church. The difficulty of this moment is revealing our destiny. The pain of this moment is revealing the purpose of our church together and of ourselves um, alone. And so I am so grateful that we can pray and say, even in this moment, oh God, um, what do you have in store? What do you want to do with us? How do you want to be with us in this next season? How do you want to be with our families? How do you want to be with our children? And so let's just be open to that. And I want to just say, God, I am trusting you to walk upon the water. And I pray for my friends for that same grace that we would be people who would walk with you And in the silence, just take a moment in the silence. And maybe let God continue to speak to you or begin to speak what some of those next steps might be. Keep praying that prayer, prayer of silence and listening. And we're going to just join Sean and Kathleen in their backyard, that beautiful backyard. Thank you guys so much for coming to bless us. So maybe you want to stand wherever you are and receive the blessing from Sean and Kathleen. I love you, miss you, and looking forward to our future together. Thank you, Pastor Claire, for that inspiring message on living a life of courage and bravery, living into our God-given purpose and potential using the life of Stephen as our example. Yeah, Stephen's always been a great inspiration to me. He's a man of faith. You know, the Bible says he's full of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He was a first deacon, as Pastor Claire referred to. And, you know, just a, a person who served the, the widows and, and made sure they, they got what they needed to eat and were taken care of. And obviously he lived his life, um, you know, very well. He died the same way he lived. Mm-hmm. And I just love that, that example. And, yeah. Uh, just a, just a great inspiration to me as an evangelist, just a, just a man of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. With the face of an angel. Yes. You know, the Sanhedrin mentioned I thought that. about you when she was talking about the face of an angel. <laughs> Man, this is good Most stuff. Of Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> yeah, so it's just uh, Stephen's a great example, and looks like it's going to be a great day for me because my wife thinks I have a face of an angel. <laughs> good message, Pastor. Excellent stuff. 
Oh, well, we are going to um, pray the blessing together in just a, just a minute. But before we go there, I just want to remind you to be watching your inbox on Tuesday. We've put together a survey, and it's really um, important to us that you take a few minutes. It only takes two to five minutes. Literally, five minutes would be the most. Um, but it's really will be helpful to um, help us to serve you best because we want to know um, what you're thinking about how to safely and effectively and um, uh, open the church and what you're comfortable with. So take five minutes, fill out the survey on Tuesday so that we can get an idea on what everyone is thinking. All right. I would like to bless you guys. Kathleen and I are going to bless you. And, you know, just, just keep in mind that when you gaze into the face of God, you really do have a face of an angel. God's mm -hmm. called you to do that work. Uh, each one of us. Amen? Amen? May the God of courage remind you of the essential work you are designed to accomplish. And may you be angel-faced brave, speaking the truth in love. May you live out your days so that your end is the proof of how you lived. You have been blessed to bear the good news of Christ. Be, be the, the good, good news God, God intends for the world. world. Amen. Amen. Be blessed and have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Yep, love you, miss you, stay safe.